welcome to the Joy Bruce Audio Podcast. Lady Reverend Dr. Joy Bruce is a blessed daughter of Bishop Dakiwood Mills and the pastor of the First Love Church, Adiasi. These messages contain practical wisdom that will transform you and provide focus and direction for your life. Listen and be blessed as she shares with you wisdom from the Word of God. Hallelujah. You want to just lift up your two hands to the Lord tonight, or this afternoon and this evening, and you want to just thank the Lord for a time like this, and you want to bless Him, and you want to say that, Lord, thank you that you give us good things. I know you have been praying, worshiping, praising God, singing, dancing. But at this time, you just want to say, Lord, as the word comes to me, let it be a word for me and a word in season. Father, we are grateful. Thank you for this time that we can spend together. I pray, O oh God, that your purpose for this afternoon will be achieved. Have your way, O oh God. Let our spirits be soft and sweet and open to receive from you. We thank you. Give you praise in Jesus' name, and all the saints shall say, Amen. God bless you. Take your seat. Wow, it's really nice to see so many of you coming to such an unannounced meeting, isn't it? I mean, first lovers, we are flexible, we are flexible. Ask your neighbor, are you wawa board, stiff wawa board, or are you flexible? <laughs> Hallelujah. If you are here this afternoon, it's a sign that you are flexible. Isn't it? It's a sign you are. Oh, I thought you'd be clapping for yourself. Amen. Well, some of you may be wondering why we are meeting this afternoon. Because we're supposed to meet tomorrow, isn't it? Well, one of the reasons is that it's always nice to gather as first lovers. That's, that's just the reality. Amen. We are happy together. Amen. Now, how many of you are from HTU? Can I see your hands? All right. And how many of you, the rest from you has? Can I see your Okay. Powerful. Uh, I can, I can see who is noisier. That one I can see. Amen. Okay. Well, the reason why we are here this afternoon is because after we had been here for a couple of days, I was also looking forward to Sunday, and I believe that we will meet for our gathering service tomorrow. But we are meeting this afternoon because as a team, we are actually just coming from another meeting. Are you getting me? And at that meeting, um, we normally, as books people, we have our meetings with the bishop at certain times. And there are lots of things that go on that you don't know about. Push your neighbor and say, your neighbor, it's not everything you know. It's not everything you know. It's not everything you know. Yeah, it's not everything you know. One of the things that our father asked us to, um, he talked, spoken about it before, but he asked us to, to, to focus on it a little more. And that has to do 
with the reason why we are here today. Uh Amen. So, as I start to share with you, I think that you will begin to understand why we are having this meeting. Tomorrow is just normal church service and we'll preach what we are supposed to preach. Amen. But this meeting is to take advantage. That's why I I had a little flyer that they sent out called a mini book camp. And you may be saying that, oh, I know what a book camp is. We take a book and we open the book and we teach from the book. Wrong. Wrong. Uh It's true that we open books and we do camps from books and stuff like that. And all our people do. But that is not what we're doing tonight. That's not what... When when we... Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. Let me start from the beginning. Uh First of all, let me introduce my team to you so that you won't be calling them her in future. Hey. You call them her. Or you won't say... Okay. So the gentleman behind the camera there is Reverend Michael Kuma. Amen. He is he is the pastor of First Love. What do you call yourself, Grant? <laughs> he was actually in Kumasi. He just went to start another branch in Tamale. Tamale what? Tapnani Tamale Technical University. When I was there, it didn't exist. Okay. So he's Pete. Uh, no, TTU is, um, is Takradi Poly. So they use TATU as a Waramunya. <laughs> so the Tamale Technical University, and he has a branch there. Started a, amen. Before that, before that, he was actually the pastor of the first of Suswansu branch in Kumasi. And he moved up. Okay. Then this nice gentleman here. Reverend Eric. Reverend Eric is the pastor of the First Love Garden City group of. They're a group of churches. Have I even not seen? It's a group of churches. Powerful. Elder Seth, who's waving at you at the door. He is the pastor. He is the pastor of First Love Christian Services University. Branch. Amen. And this young man here, he used to be Elder Francis, but since I have pulled him out of his branch, you know, an elder has a branch, has a basenta, isn't it? Yeah, but he has come in and he works with the understanding campaign. Yeah. In fact, in my church, they are the most hard-pressed, hardest-working campaign of all, I tell you. Their lives are not easy at all. Understanding campaign. But that is why I took him out of his branch. Are you getting? Because nowadays, if you are understanding campaign, you cannot do it and also have a basenta. It cannot work. It cannot work. Are you, are you getting me? The things, that, the things that have fallen upon them is such that every Saturday they have a retreat for new converts and first-timers. Well, this morning they were up and at somewhere baptizing people at about 6 o'clock in the morning. And from there they went to their retreat last weekend. They were having their night schools. Throughout the week they are having different um, whatever. I don't even know. Plenty things. There were plenty things. Yeah. And this nice young lady taking pictures. She was also an elder. 
All of them, as you know, they are all older than you. I hope you know that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So tell her neighbor, careful now. But she was also pastoring a branch, and I went and caught her. I said, listen, I need a certain kind of help. You can. Uh-huh. So she is the one who brings some sense to this group of people. Because this group of people, apart from what we do in first love, we are also those who Bishop Doug calls the Macarius ministers. Are you there? So we are book ministers. Are you seeing it? That's what we do full time. We are books ministers. And so we all talk a lot. I'm sure you discovered Reverend you can talk a lot. We talk a lot. We make a lot of noise. We're always moving. So, Hannah, you are encouraged. Be encouraged. It's needed. But Hannah is the one who keeps us sober. We'll talk and we don't even know how many books we have sold. We'll talk and we don't know what is where is which. So she has come to administer us and put us into proper hands. Are you there? To administer us and she's also the team photographer, as you have. I beg your pardon, sorry. Amen. So, even though you see us preaching and doing other things, the real, the main work that we do is that we are book ministers, Macarius ministers. And that is what has brought us to you today. Many people do not know that there are some people called book ministers. Is it not true? It's like, aha. We are meeting today. As you look at us, you may think that we are salesmen. Please, we are not salesmen. Tell your neighbor, do not make that mistake. Please push your neighbor, don't make that mistake. Hey! We are, we have been mandated by our father. To carry the books to places. We are the rescuers of ministries. We are the encouragers of pastors. We are the bringers of hope and the bringers of light. We are a whole ministry moving. Hey! Amen. Sit down, sit down. Sit down. And that is what has brought us here tonight. Because... Okay. Tonight I'm going to be sharing some things with you. I really hope that we can be here unhindered for some time. When I saw the storm coming, I was saying that, oh God, don't let the lights go. Isn't it? Oh, they don't put lights out here. So Father, in the name of Jesus, let our lights stay. stay. Amen. Amen. I do not intend to keep us for a very long time. I am actually just teaching you something small because it's a whole camp. That we have. In fact, the first full camp, we will be having it at uh, UCC in a few weeks' time. But they think they are the first. You have come to cross them. <laughs> so, you are getting, uh, it, we, you may not get the full thing, but you get enough for you to understand. Yeah. Hallelujah. And we are here because as you are in school and you are moving around, you are also children of God working in the house. We want to begin to prepare you. You see, some of you 
from here, as you move on, you'll become pastors. Some of you are going to have your own churches. Some of you are going to become missionaries. But, hello, but we have come here to say to you that some of you must also become book ministers. Amen. The book, the book ministers is another line, just as you have from shepherd to what? Uh-huh. Nowadays, they are, I mean, the elder or center leader, you have both. Um, you continue moving up, you become a pastor, you become a reverend, you become a what? A bishop. Uh, one, of, one of my small boys used to say a bishop. You become a bishop. <laughs> In the same way, you also have exactly the same stream. But as that stream is coming up, they become what? Volunteers. They become members of the something. They become, you are surprised. <laughs> it's a whole other wing. Yeah. You see us ministering in our churches, but it's another wing. Are you following? Yeah. So our bishop calls it the Royal College of Macarius what? Ministers. No, it doesn't use Macarius ministers. I've even forgotten. So if you are to belong to it, you become a volunteer, then you become a member, and as you continue, you become a Macarius minister, and then you become a fellow. And it is all the same. What should I say? You are doing other things. You are still pastoring. But it's also a line of ministry. Why is that important? So tonight, I'm going to be doing two things this evening. First, I'm going to talk to you. You see, this whole thing cannot start if you are somebody who doesn't read. <coughs> Amen. (laughs) As for the first part, eh, regardless of who you are about to become in life, you must read. You must read. Listen, everywhere in the world where poverty is ruling, the people don't read. It's true. It's true, they don't read. Yeah. So today, I'm talking first to you about the fact that you, you need to read. You need to read. That's the first part. You need to read. Then when I finish with that one, then I'll talk to you about the part that has to do with sending the books. Is it a good deal? Yeah. You see, books are important. Some people, I hear people saying, I don't like reading. I live in Kumasi, men packing kind. Listen. Books reading, eh? It doesn't belong to that I like, I don't like. There are so many things in life, we just do them. Have you heard some people who say they don't like taking medicine? Next time you meet them, give them a message for me. To say I don't like medicine is to say I like sickness. Uh The people who are drinking medicine, it's not because they like it. It's sickness they don't like. Sickness you don't want. So when you have malaria, for God's sake, take the thing. Amen. So you are not taking the medicine because you like it. You are taking it because you have to take it. And that's how books are. It's not an issue of I like, I don't like. You cannot afford not to like books. Amen. If you look in the Bible, the word books, 174 times. The word Dreams, which you've been liking to dream. <laughs> the word dream, 82 times. The word visions, 75 times. Which one has more weight? Meanwhile, as you are standing here, most of you don't even know that the Bible says anything about books at all. 
is it not true? But it's important to. I'm coming to tell you a true story. If you will listen to our father, I'm sure you have heard of this story before. There was a young a man who was traveling. He was going by boat from somewhere to somewhere. In those days, they didn't fly so much. It was the boats that were raining. So, the guy bought his ticket. When he finished buying the ticket, his money was finished. So, he decided that, well, cabin biscuit. He will eat cabin biscuits because he has no money for food on the boat. So throughout the journey, he was eating cabin biscuits. Breakfast, cabin... <laughs> you are young, you don't know what cabin biscuit is. What's the closest... Uh... No, Shemma is a drink. I need the closest biscuit that has no... Uh... What? Piccadilly. Piccadilly can taste one more. There's coffee biscuit. There's no taste, I tell you. Hallelujah. What? I, okay, the idea biscuit, maybe. But coffee biscuit is worse. It has no taste. So anytime he was hungry, he would go into his room, break up some of the coffee biscuit and eat it and drink water. Break it, eat it. And drink water, break it, eat it. The days were passing. He was losing weight. It's like a fast you have declared. Finally, the day came. They have finished the three weeks. And they were now looking across there. There was a, a what? They could see, could see the land. And so he went up to the deck and he was standing there looking at the land. Soon his ordeal was going to come to an end. While he was standing there, a young man who was a waiter in the restaurant was up there. And the man said, oh. We have never seen you in our restaurant before. Why? Throughout the journey, you don't like our food? The man said, oh, I saw I don't like the food. He said, why are you fasting? He said, no. The man said, oh, it was money that I didn't have to buy the food. And the man said, oh. oh. I'm sure the man, he came from who? He said, oh. The waiter came from who? He said, oh. 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 He said, if you had turned the back of your ticket, it is written there, all your meals are covered by your ticket. (laughs) You see, we are shouting, hey, oh, ah, but you are not reading. There are some meals that have been designed for you, things that have been designed for you, things that are your property, but you refuse to read. You are like that guy. Tell your neighbor, I've repented from today. Yeah, but it is true. It is true. If you will read it, you will understand everything. Nowadays, anything you are looking for, if you Google it, you can read it. Anything and everything. And meanwhile, some of you are still walking around with yams. And you say, oh, I don't have money. That's why I'm holding yam. It's not true. You are holding the yam because you have decided to hold a yam. Because the last time I checked my Bible, it said whatsoever things ye desire, when you pray, believe. That's all. Hey. So the 
reason why you are holding a yam is because you have not read the scripture that tells you where smartphones are got from. Ah! Please inspect your neighbor's phone. Check whether it's a yam. Hallelujah. It's a yam. Tell your neighbor. As of now, all yams are boiled. We have boiled all the yams. We have boiled all the yams. We are readers of the word of God. And the word of God says, whatsoever, whatsoever. Whatsoever things you desire, look, take a couple of minutes and ask the Lord for the phone you desire, the tablet you desire. Take a few minutes. Hallelujah. Take your seat. Sit down. Sit down. Amen. Yeah. If you had read the scripture, you would have used it. When I say read, actually read. You know how you can open the scripture and read it and go from top to bottom and you don't remember anything. That's not reading. I don't know what it's called, but it's not reading. (laughs) If you read the thing, you will know it. Amen. Are you here? Hosea chapter 4 verse 6. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject you. It's the Bible. What have you been reading? It is what? In the Bible. It said, because you have rejected knowledge, I have also rejected you. Hmm. Are you in the house? Yeah. I'm showing you the importance. You see, where do we find knowledge? In books. In books. Some of you what in your in your university? I don't know whether you have GPA or CWA. Or, you have what? CGPA. Hey, this one is another one. How does it? What is? I mean, so it is what? How is it ranked? One point zero or in percent? How is it ranked? One point zero. What's the highest? 4.0. What's the lowest? The, the highest is 5. Quiet. Highest is 5. Lowest is 0. Some of you that your what? G? Your cumulative GPA is what? 2. It's because you don't read. It's because you don't read. It's because you don't read. Sit down. Some of you, you read, but you read for a very short time. And that's why you have those kind marks. Anybody sitting by you whose what, cumulative GPA is two and below, give them a knock for me. Tell them, you better read, you better read, you better read. Hey! Sit down. I'm talking to you about reading. 
Are you in the house? Let us look at scripture. It's scripture we are reading. Second Timothy chapter 4 and verse 13. You see, Paul, oh, Paul, he wrote how many books in the Bible? So many. Uh, more, than, more than 50% of the New Testament. And he was writing to Timothy and he said, The cloak that I left at Troas with Kapos, when thou comest, bring with thee. And the books, but especially the parchment. A man of God, who is definitely in heaven, who has written so many godly books, he needed to read, then you. Hey! Uh, hold on a minute. Those of you who are on your phones, please get off them before my things come. My people will tell you that I have some things. When they come, life becomes quite difficult. Uh-huh. <laughs> hey, can you imagine? Are you there? Yeah. He was asking for his books. Ask your neighbor, how many proper books, Christian books do you have? How many? How many Christian books do you have? Mm. <laughs> Ezekiel chapter 2. Ezekiel chapter 2 verse 8. I'm reading from verse 8 on. But you son of man, hear what I say to you. Be not thou rebellious like that rebellious house. Open your mouth and eat what I give you. And when I looked, it wasn't a claim he gave him. When I looked, behold, a hand was sent unto me. And in it, a book. So the Lord was saying, I have some rebellious children. I gave them books to read. They didn't read. And some of you are in that category. Yeah. Because the books are there. Our father has really written books. If you are in this generation and you end up poor, it's your choice. It is not the leg by in your family house. And it is not anything. It is you, your choice. Why am I saying that? Because even if your family demons are moving around, you have a father who has written a book. No, you are an invisible enemy. But you've never seen it. And if you've seen it, you never read it. So you don't know what is in there. So your invisible enemy has been chasing you and you have been running. And every day you are sending texts, Pastor, pray for me. I don't know what happened. I slept and I saw a monkey chasing me. Then the monkey, it changed. And the monkey has become a caterpillar. And then the caterpillar became an elephant. And it has been chasing me. And I don't know what to do. I'm sorry. Read. Read. Understand what is going on. Read. The ignorance is too much. Hey. Mm. Are you there? Yeah. Know your uh, invisible enemy. Yeah. Demons and how to deal with them. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Yeah. You see, you don't think that it's powerful. But, sit down. A friend of mine, he got married. A few weeks into the marriage, something attacked his wife. She'll be sleeping and suddenly she'll wake up and she'll scream. And he had done everything. And when I say man of God, he's a man of God. Proper man of God with a proper church. Yeah. He is not a lighthouse pastor. He has his own ministry that is growing and doing well. He didn't know what to do. 
And then he saw this book. He has them in his house. So he told his wife, I think you should just read it and let's see. By the time the wife finished reading the book, we have not heard of the demons again. We have not heard of them again. Yeah. Yeah. Reverend Michael, do we still have that video? I think we do. We actually have a video of him telling the testimony. He said he had reached, I don't know what next to do. So I gave her the book to read. By the time she finished, you see, the enemy, he doesn't like to be brought up to be seen. Because every snake knows if you enter here, we will pause this meeting. We will finish you first. <laughs> so when you start to read these things, it's like you have challenged them in their hiding place. Yeah. All in a book. But instead of reading, you are going from prayer camp to prayer camp. Deliver me. Deliver me. Del- you see, I am not saying that there, there are always a few times in your life when you need to be prayed for. But if pray for me is your lifestyle, something is wrong. Something is wrong. And you will discover that all the people who have prayed for me as a lifestyle, they don't read the Bible. And they don't read any Christian book. And they don't read anything. And ignorance is their surname. Yeah. yeah. Ignorance is their surname. Mm. Please ask your neighbor, what's your surname? Yeah, what did your neighbor say? <laughs> Hallelujah. Let us continue. Let us continue. You see, I'm sharing with you the importance of reading because I want you to take this as a personal message to yourself. Amen? Not many of you can say, I read a lot. Not many of you can say that. Yeah. So I have a question for you. Have you seen the Lord before? In this room, if we start to check, most of us have never seen him before. There may be one or two fortunate people, but they are in the minority. So how do you know the Lord? How do you know him? You are standing there singing, Jesus, I love you. Because you can, I couldn't imagine if you were up there. Jesus, I love you. Hey, because how do you know that he cares? How do you know that he loves you? It's a book that told you. I said, it is a book that told you. You would never have known. Yeah. What you know about God is something you read. You say, oh, my pastor told me, hey, excuse me. Every preaching that we preach, including this one, you remember only 11% by the end. Oh, it's true. Do you know that when you come from church and your roommates who didn't go to church, and so what did they preach? um, um, Powerful. It was very powerful. It was very powerful. In fact, Chief Elder is anointed. He's anointed. It was a very powerful message. I said it was powerful. We were so blessed when we needed it. I said, what did they preach? What did they preach? The truth is that you don't remember. Yeah. Shelly. Uh, please, what did you say? Shelly. Chief Gabby says Shelly. Chief Vincent, what do you say? Nothing. Nothing. You agree? Nothing. You don't remember Shelly. Yeah. So, your picture of God that you have 
your picture of the Lord, your understanding of the Lord is from something that you have read has fixed itself there. Yeah. Yeah. And in fact, your entry into heaven will be determined by a certain book called the book of life. Your name can be written in the books of whole technical university or in the books of you has your name can be written in the books of the important system. It can be written in the books of infantry. You can even be the head, but if your name is not in a certain book, at the ultimate end, a book, a book will determine whether you will enter or you will not. Hey! Then you are there saying, <laughs> when you get to heaven, I tell you, Father Abraham will look at you. I say, look at you, foolish guy. What do you say? <laughs> you know, I say, I also don't feel like reading. You'll be standing at the gate. <laughs> that one. <laughs> I'm only teasing you. Hey! Are you there? So how do we know the Lord? We knew him through books. Yeah. Oh, mommy, I know him through the Bible. Listen, your Bible, before it was the Bible, it was a book. Yeah, it was put together and called the Bible. It was a series of books put together. It was books. Hey, hey push your neighbor and say, "Are you hearing?" Yeah. Hmm. Do you know that the course that you are doing, you become a graduate by books. If you like, don't read and see. <laughs> if you like, decide that from today I will not read. Oh, me, I'm a science student. You are what? You are a science student. In case you don't know, you say, oh, me, I don't like reading. I like working things. Well, the thing you got to read, you got to work, you have to read it to work it. Don't bring yourself at all. The reading, you cannot escape it. It's only a question of how much or the dimensions of reading. If you go into an exam room and you cannot read the exam paper. (laughs) You are going to work the exam paper, but you cannot read the exam paper. I don't know how to say it in that way. You are finished. I'm trying to show you the importance of reading. That's what I'm showing you today. And I'm moving between your normal, ordinary, secular life and your Christian life. And I'm showing you how central to everything life is. No wonder in the nations where people don't read. Poverty reigns. Yeah. Any nation that you see, you don't need to go and ask. They don't read. Because as soon as you begin to read, a certain knowledge comes. And a certain wisdom comes. What is our attitude to reading? In Ghana, Africa will tell you, Oh, so I book long for... Mm. We know the work. They know the books. I'm happy to announce to them that in the next 10 to 15 years, they'll be out of a job. Yeah, because nowadays the cars that come, you don't take chisel and hammer. Yeah. Uh-huh. Meanwhile, for you to be able to use a diagnostic machine, you better know how to read. You better know. And even when it's telling you what is up, you better know how to read. Yeah. So just inform them for me. 10, 15 years. That's it. Yeah. Even I was. A graph. A graph we read. 
you cannot read it. You don't know what is going on. Yeah. You cannot get work. Hallelujah. So I'm sharing these things with you because you need to change your attitude to reading. And some of you, you are believers. You say that, I love Jesus. You are even trying to work in the house of God. But you don't read. And because of that, you are an illiterate Christian. You don't know what the Bible says about what you believe. And when it is like that, you have an enemy called the devil. He will beat you every day. Because you don't know what is yours. You are like that, man. Tell anybody the cabin biscuit man. The cabin biscuit man. <laughs> cabin biscuit man. Yeah. There was a time when the Bible was in Latin. Nobody could read Latin. Look. The few people who could read Latin. Eh? Mm. Uh, hey! They will tell you that you have to climb those steps. Bishop calls what? The Santa Scala. You must climb it on your knees in order to be saved. So you won't read to know that your salvation is free. So now the one who is reading is telling you what he wants to tell you. Say your salvation, you will climb these thousand steps on your knees. Those who go there say that the, the steps are marked with the blood of people. Because as you are, you are climbing, you are going on your knees, you begin to bleed. People believe that if I reach the top, I will have salvation. Shelling. Shelling. Nothing. You won't have anything. It is the look, they are fooling you because they could read and you couldn't read. They said that if your loved one has died, you can pay. So when you pay, say the person has died and is waiting somewhere. And when you pay, they'll be transferred from there. And they'll get a bit closer to heaven. And when you come and you pay again, then they'll enter. You see, if your loved one has died, eh, you will know how you go and pay that money. I'm telling you. Unless you have, not lo- you have not lost somebody that you love. But if you have lost somebody that you love, and you, and you really believe that what happens to the person that's in your hand, you will find that money. And that's what they were doing. And poor people go and work and get money. Instead of doing anything with it, I've come to pay so that at least you transfer my father from here. Then one day, a certain man, this man, he was looking for God. And he belonged to this group of people who were reading this thing in Latin. He had become a priest without reading. And so, but he was seeking God. So when they didn't know what to do with him, they said, this man, the way he is, the question is asking, we can't give him a church. Let's send him to teach in a Bible school. So they sent him to teach in a Bible school. And then they told him, if you are going to be a teacher, let's give you the books you are going to use to teach. Are you in the house? The guy was given the Psalms. If you read the Psalms, eh, you will know who God is. Yeah. If your picture of God is not correct, read the Psalms. It will correct it for you. So they gave him Psalms. When they finished, they added Romans. And then they added Ephesians. They have made a mistake. 
Because in the book of Ephesians, the man read that for we are saved by grace. Not of works. It is the gift from God. Lest any man should boast. And in the book of Romans, he read that what you believe about Christ, if you believe in your heart, open your mouth and confess it, and you will be saved. Hey! When the man read the thing, he said, Hey! Oh, my dad. All this money paying and uh, what? Santa's calling and uh, troubles and uh, he said yeah and he took a paper and he began to write point number one number two just the things he had learned by the time he was finished the points were 95 and he took it and he pinned it to the door of the church and when the owners of the church saw it they said, you get out of here. They sacked the man. But what you have read is inside you. Nobody can take it from you. And so this guy now came and sat there. And together with others, they translated the Bible from this language nobody understood into a language that people could read. And as soon as people could read it, hey, I said, as soon as people could read it, they stopped climbing Santa's color. Are you there? They stopped paying dues to have their father transferred or their mother transferred gradually from hell to heaven. Because as soon as they could read, they understood how salvation will come. You are playing a dangerous game if you are a Christian who doesn't read. Yeah, very dangerous game. Because you will begin to believe things that are not true. And in our country, we are on the way. I don't know what happens here in home, but if you want to hear weird sermons, come and stand in Kumasi. Just choose anywhere. Anywhere from Ejisu to, to uh, Kejetia. Choose anywhere and stand there. And they listen. We wonder that, ah, what are you talking about? What are you preaching about? And not your mind, but and sister, we'll be more your mind. So, we'll be more your mind. People will believe because they don't read. They don't read. The same verse that talks about earrings, that same verse that talks about plating of hair, is the same verse that talks about clothing. So if you want to follow it, we shouldn't be wearing dresses either. Yeah. The scripture there says that let not yours be the outward adorning. Don't let that be your focus and your concentration. But then the second, next verse after that says, but let it be a meek spirit. So it's talking about how you are and how to be. But if you won't read, you will read two pieces of the thing and then what you want to say, you are saying it. And people are following People are following. Some of them are on your campuses. Maybe some of you cry you are here. Hey, yeah. <laughs> pastor. So are you saying that, listen, decent clothing also falls under something else in the scripture. I'm just talking to you about how people have just twisted the thing anyhow. 
Of course, it doesn't mean that you can walk around just misbehaving. Of course not. <laughs> hey! Are you going to read more? When Europe became atheist, it was by books. Yeah, it was by books. By books, they slowly but surely cut away a lot of things. And that's why Europe is totally backslidden right now. It's from books. From things that people like Voltaire and Fruit and a whole lot of people, they were writing a lot of things. And that's how they got people to give up their faith in God. Yeah. Because you see, that you see today as if he never knew God. They are the ones who believed enough to bring us the gospel. Mm, but reading, what you read. So, reading is important and what you read is important. Amen. Amen. The mighty Methodist church, books, were very much a part of what built it. Yeah. Are you in the house or you have traveled? I'm showing you, you see, I'm trying to change your mind about reading. I'm trying to change your mind. Push your neighbor and say, change your mind. Yeah. Paul in his time, Apostle Paul in his time, he built a lot of churches. Are you here? He built a whole lot of churches, more churches than you and I have ever thought of building. Then a time came when he was now in captivity and that's when he began to write. So many books in the Bible are attributed to him. What are some of the books? Romans, 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, 1 Thessalonians, 2 Thessalonians, 1 Timothy, 2 Timothy, Philemon, Hebrews, what? Ephesians, Galatians, Colossians, Titus, we are still mentioning names, so all written by one person. Listen, we are reading those books till today. The churches he built do not exist any longer. Many of them today are mosques. Yes, a lot of the churches he built them in the in the, the area of current day Turkey. Today, Turkey is an Islamic country. Some of the churches are mosques. If he had not written, today we would have been talking about his ministry that has failed. But it's the books he wrote. I say it's the books he wrote. That is what we are reading today. Hallelujah. Yeah. That's what we are gaining some, some recognition of. And Bishop will tell you, Bishop Doug, how did he come to write so many books? He was praying, Lord, make me fruitful. Lord, how can I be more fruitful? You know, you must be a certain kind of godly man to pray some prayers. Because at the point when he was praying these prayers, he already had a lot of churches. More than many people. Many of us who don't read would have just said it's enough. But one night, God showed him. He said after he prayed, he went to sleep. And he had a dream, a vision. And in that vision, somebody was holding a book like that. He said, write books. Write books. Yeah? Write books. And he's writing. And you know, he's still alive, but the books are in places that he has never even been to. Yeah, the books are there. Hallelujah. Books are important. Joshua chapter 1. In the book of Joshua, we find him in chapter 1 getting ready to go to war and to lead the children of Israel finally into the promised land. Are you with me tonight? 
He was going to take them into the promised land. They were going to have to fight their way. My expectation is that if you are going to fight a war, somebody who wants to help you will bring you a soldier who is very skilled to teach you. Or, but what did God give him? Joshua 1 this book of the law, shall not depart from out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate on it day and night, being careful to do all that you find there, and then shall you make your way prosperous. Then shall you have good success. It was related to a book. It said, read that book, meditate on it. You see, when we are talking about reading, I'm not talking about the kind of reading you do when you are late for lectures and you just want to, you, you know, your chief brother will ask you, did you have your quiet time? You want to say yes. So you open the Bible. Hebrews says, Amen. That's not the kind of reading I'm talking about. He said, meditate on it. In other parts of the Bible, it says, eat the book. When it says, eat something, what does it mean to eat something? Anything that you eat, it becomes part of you. We cannot separate you from it after a while. So when you have eaten the book, you know it so well that it's part of you. He said, this book of the law. The man is going to war. You didn't bring him book of war. You brought him a book of the law. Yeah, that's why I started by saying to you that this generation, if you end up poor, it's your choice. Because your book of success is here. Your success is here. Your future is here. The things that will change you in such a way that you you will do well is here. But whether you will read it and whether you will eat it, ah, that's what this is about. Hey, push your neighbor and say, are you hearing I'm going to another scripture in Revelation chapter 10. That entire chapter, the whole of Revelation chapter 10, the revelator John, Apostle John, he, was, he saw an angel. He had a vision. Verse 1 describes the angel. There are some angels who are like human beings. How do we know? The Bible says we have entertained them unawares. So it means they look like human beings. This one was not like a human being. I feel that God shed her and brought him first to know that it's an angel. The scripture says in Revelation 10 and there's one that this angel had his hair like rainbow, his face like the sun, his dress was a cloud, his legs were pillars of fire. God wanted you to know that it's an angel that I am sending. Verse 2 says that he was so big that he put one leg in the sea and the other on the land. If I saw an angel like this, after I have finished being afraid, <laughs> I'll be afraid but I have to say it. But after I finish being afraid, I will now expect the angel to speak to me. After all, you have come from the presence of God. You are an angel. So talk to me. But Revelation 10 verse 2 says, in his hand, he held a little book. A book. He didn't say anything to John. It goes on in verse 3 to talk about how the angel, he, 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 you know, it describes so many things. Until we get to verse 8, 
where John says that he heard a voice telling him, go to the angel and that stands with one leg in the sea and one on the earth and take the book from him. So John now went to the angel to take the book. And it was only when he took the book that the angel spoke. There are some revelations you will never get until you start to read. Some things God will never say them to you until you start to read. When he took the book, then the angel spoke to him and the angel told him, this book, take it and eat it. It will be sweet in your mouth and it will be bitter in your belly. So he took the book and he ate it. And then the angel now gave him the message that he was due. And he said, now that you have eaten the book, now you will prophesy to nations, to people, to kings, and to other languages. Hallelujah. Nowadays, a lot of prophets, the prophecy is very some way. Because the prophet has not read the book he needed to read to get the revelation he needed to get and to be able to prophesy properly. There's something you should have read. Hey, the room has become very quiet. But it is good. It's good because you are thinking. Yeah, you are thinking. We have so many false prophets in Ghana. So many. Some of them are actually called. And some are actually prophets. But they have become false prophets because they don't read. Mm-hmm. When you become a prophet, you must have something to say. Oh? And you think that I, I started by showing you how there are more books in the, I mean, the, the Bible talks more about books than it talks about visions and dreams. They say, oh, you, you are, you are a, 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 a prophet. It's only visions and dreams that you have. Omale. Omale, you need some reading as well. Yeah, you need to meditate on some word of God. That's why a prophet who doesn't meditate on the word of God, doesn't read other books, becomes a dangerous fellow. Yeah, very dangerous. All that you are doing is breaking families up. The family was working, it was okay. Person came to see you, you know, you said, eh, the sickness that's doing you is the father. Yeah. Because you have not opened the word of God to even read and inform yourself and understand certain things that are written there. And now a family that had no issue. Somebody has woken up and said, her father is a wizard. What I'm saying, is it happening or it's not happening around us? Yeah, it's happened. It's happening. And many of those who are doing it, it's not that they are not called. They are called, but they've gone off the way. Because they didn't read, eat something for it to fill them. So that as their preaching wisdom will come. Amen. I may go, listen, I'm a visitor and I'm trying to be nice, but if you are sitting as if you are in your hall, water will soon descend on your face. <laughs> hey! Look, if you are in this meeting and you don't want to be in the meeting, I give you two minutes, the doors are open, you can leave. Uh-huh. You can leave, cry. Hey! Are you in the house? Yeah. So that I know that I'm talking to people who want to be here. You know, it's very important. The way that you sit and the way that you behave is very important. And some of you, I don't know where you came from. Maybe you came up from somewhere else. 
But now you are in first love and I believe the Lord brought you here to bring you up a little bit. We don't sit down like we are sleeping in the church. Uh-huh. When the word of God is going on, we are not on our phone. We are not Facebooking. We are not answering messages. And we are not sleeping. So where you came from, if they didn't tell you, I'm telling you. Uh-huh. Yeah. Allow me. Yeah, because some of you, you have been facing your chief every weekend, every Sunday. And he's, he's trying to say it, but he cannot, he doesn't want to say it straight, straight. Hey. The church has become very quiet. Look. Tell your neighbor, I'm not afraid of any of you at all. I'm not afraid of you at all. Yeah. So if you have come here, however you were brought here, don't sleep. And don't eye me. If you eye me, I will stand there and I will eye you back. You know how some people, maybe your, 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 your shepherd dragged you here. So you are there. You are hoping that if you face me enough, I will close early. I won't close early. I won't close. So you have come, then you have made your face. I don't mind. It's your face you are twisting. I don't mind. I don't mind at all. I don't mind at all. Shame will be. Share. Sit down. Sit down. Hey. Maybe when you are at home and you go to your home church and you are twisting your face, your pastor is afraid of you. I'm not afraid of you. Maybe you are the only learned person in his congregation. Uh huh. But I beg you, I beg you, I don't fear any degree you say you are going for. Not one. Not one. Hey! The church has become quiet. (laughs) Amen. Yeah. So at least while I'm around, behave properly. And I'm sure if you start behaving properly, you discover that it's quite enjoyable. So you continue. Hallelujah. But this is what I want to share with you about reading books. And I want to say to you that we are blessed. It's not every ministry that the Father has written books. I know I have friends who write books. I tell you some of the books. You can't even understand. It's not a joke. It's not a joke. You can't even understand what it's being said. But these books are so simple and, and very easy to read. Yeah. Very easy to read. And you need to acquire yours. Amen. Instead of running around places, how to neutralize cases. Read it. Yeah. Read it. Are you there? This is one of my favorite books. Yeah, this one. What it means to be wise as a serpent. 
what it means to be wise. Nowadays on the campus, if you are a Christian and you are not wise, you can see the tide has turned and the campuses have become anti-Christian. Yeah, and if you do not use some wisdom, it will not end well. Yeah. What is the wisdom of the snake? Is the wisdom to be alive and to flourish and to do well in a hostile environment. All of us, if we see a snake now, we will kill it. All of us. But the snakes are thriving. They are not finished though. Oh, is the grass cutters that are finished? Is the antelopes that are finished? It is the what again? What the lions they have finished them da da da. Elephants, we have eaten all. Even donkeys cry don't exist anymore in many places. But snake that we all don't like is still there. Yeah, it's still there. Hiding and flourishing. Hey, are you in the house? I was working somewhere and the house I was given to stay in, I was not married at the time. It had been empty for eight years. When I went to stay there, hey, not knowing that the house was an accommodation for a certain stake. Not only that, I lived in the house for six weeks. I did not know that there was a snake in the house. Until the house was in a village. I stayed there until my sister came to visit me. When she came, you see the village, everybody sleeps early. So after we finish work, one to one to know, then we go and sleep. Usually seven, eight, nine people are sleeping. But because my sister had come, how many of you have sisters? You'll be bossing, sir. So we were bossing, bossing, bossing. I remember I was sewing something. And the night was getting later and later. We were bossing. Then she said, oh, I'm coming. Let me go to the washroom. And she went to the washroom. Then I heard the mother of all screams. And I said, what? <laughs> oh, your scream there, that's also. Hey. A scream that fear from the inside. So I said, what is that? What is that? When she opened the door, by the grace of God, the door was this kind. When you leave it, it closes. There was a huge snake on the top of the, the shank, the top where the water is. It was sitting on top there. Not knowing that it was its house. Hey! Charlie. Yeah. The rest of the night, we couldn't find the snake the following day, I went to the work site, which was just there. We were all workers in the same place. It took them half a day to break all the drains and find the snake down there. It had, then my neighbor came. She said, oh, I have been beating the children for nothing. Oh. Not knowing that every day some eggs will get missing. <laughs> they should be beating her children. She had chickens. Then the eggs are finishing. They should be beating the children. Not knowing that it was the snake. I'm making is that we were there, but the snake was hiding and flourishing. But for the visit of my sister, I am sure I would have stayed in that house for the entire year. I would never have known that my co-tenant is a snake. Hey! And this book is telling us sometimes as a Christian, you must be able to survive. Some of you, as soon as you get home, maybe at home for various reasons, they don't want you to go to church. They are just, oh, and my mother says, and my father says, don't bring yourself at all. 
Read the book. Read the book. Snakes are masters of maneuvers. How do you maneuver? Share. Tell your neighbor, don't joke. Oh, I have lectures. How to go to lectures and still be a bona fide server of God? Read it. It will give you wisdom. Wow. Are you understanding now why I'm saying that? If you become poor, wala oh wala. It's in a book. Yeah, it's in a book. Yeah. How do you think I've survived as a lady pastor? Maneuvers. Maneuvers. Hey. A lot of maneuvers. Yeah, because husband is there. Children were there. Now my children, they are older than you. That's how come now I have freedom to be walking around. Yeah. Children are there. At a point, boss was there to work. All of that is ministry is also there. How you survive? Maneuvers. Hey. Maneuvers. We just see what try to do. Hallelujah. I'm going to change the battery. Are you with me? I'm just showing you some of what is in here to whet your appetite a little bit. Hello? Amen. Are you with me? The books are a lot. This one is fast becoming one of my favorites. How you can preach salvation. These guys who are standing by the roadside shouted. And they say, you shouldn't do this. This is what they need. This is what they need. How to preach salvation. There are over 101 messages here. How to preach salvation. Very powerful. Very powerful messages. Very anointed. You may think you are anointed. And you are going around preaching and doing carnivals and souls are being saved. But take this book and begin to meditate on it. And go back again and see. And check it out. In my church, I have a ministry to the SHSs. They go out on Saturdays. It's a whole program. And any university, any um, SHS that allows us, they go in there. We do a whole pro- program there. And when we are done, they preach. I have a pastor who does her job. Are you with me? And every time they go, they'll come back. And they'll say, oh, 65 people gave their lives to Christ. 140 people gave their lives to Christ. And I was rejoicing and saying that, Charlie, this is a very great ministry. Until the day that that pastor got this book. When she got this book, you have just been reading. She began eating. She sat by it. Sat by it. She has not read all. Sat by it, eating a few of the messages. The holidays were over and they went back to start to have their meetings again. This time, when she came back, 544 have given their lives to Christ. Oh yeah. 316. The figures had changed. The same thing they were doing. Same type of program. But this time, some anointing from here had entered into the belly of the pastor. Yeah. So just the same thing. And as she's preaching, instead of just a few students Listen, we thank God for all the few. After all, 140 is not few. But I think you understand what I'm saying. The dimensions of their work began to change. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. 
so many books. If I say I'm going to take you through one by one, we'll not leave here today. But I want you as a church member to begin to say, me, I have the Macarius. I'm going to buy it. Oh yeah, it's going to cost you some money. Because printing is not free. Is that okay? And you shouldn't even want it to be free. Yeah. You must be ready to pay the price. Because as you pay the price, it's a certain anointing that comes upon you. Are you understanding it? Yeah. And you begin to see that. So I can tell you things you don't know that are in the books. Hey. Do you know why Ghana is poor? Do you know why Ghana is poor? Me, I should tell you. Buy your book. The reason is here. It's in this book. It's in this book. A certain chapter in this book. Yeah, when you read it, you understand. I gave this book to a lady who has a business. And I said, what you need is not another loan from the, from the bank. This is the book. She came back to thank me. Her business had changed because of what was here. Hey! Are you there or you have traveled? Share. The books, each one is a whole sermon. Amen. So, now I come to the second part of this camp. Second and last part of this camp. But also very important. I came here to tell you that God has need of you. The books have been written. As for shortage, we don't have. We have, we have books. Where to print the books? Plenty places. Are you there? A certain man in Russia, he started printing our father's books. He told Bishop, he said, since I started printing your books, I've had to stop all the other printing. I cannot keep up with the demand. People are demanding all the time. So they're printing in different languages. Are you there? Different languages. As of now, am I right? Remember, Michael, if I said the languages are 43? Remember, something like that. The books are in 43 languages. Yeah, and still counting. Amen. So wherever you choose to go in the world, the books are there. But what God needs and what our Father needs are people who will send the message, who will take the message of the books because the books are needed. Are you here? I can show you special books. We have so many books on loyalty. In Ghana, much of Africa, the thing that is collapsing the churches is disloyalty. And it's a disloyalty that's coming because people don't know that they are being disloyal. They think it's normal. Then they start on something before they are aware they are an enemy of the church and they have spoiled the church. Yeah. Their lives are spoiled, but the church is also affected. And people are in different places and they need the books. You will notice that we don't just take it and dump it in a bookshop. How many of you, the past year, you even entered a bookshop? So it is a ministry. It's an invitation to become a books minister. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Let's look in the Bible. Let's go to Jeremiah chapter 36. Our camp is almost over. Oh, I just have an aim. I called it a camp so that your mind will be in a certain frame. <laughs> if I said let's have a meeting by now you will say that we have talked too much <laughs> but can't we talk oh? yeah. 
Jeremiah chapter 36. It came to pass in the fourth year of Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, that this word came unto Jeremiah from the Lord, saying, Take thee a roll of a book, and write therein all the words that I have spoken unto thee. Are you seeing it? So God begins to talk to a man of God and says, Write. Now these words he had written were against Judah and against all the nations. From the day that I spoke unto thee, from the days of Josiah, even unto this day. It may be that the house of Judah will hear all the evil which I purpose to do unto them, that they may return every man from his evil way, that I may forgive their iniquity and their sin. So God was doing something. He was working with Jeremiah, a man of God, a prophet of God. And he was saying, I have a message for these people. If you write it down, maybe these guys will hear and maybe they will change. Are you getting it? They will read it. They will understand that what is coming to them is not good. God is always trying to rescue us in whatever way we can be rescued. Some of the books that, that have been written need to get to some pastors. Maybe they will read it and it will correct what they are doing. Because maybe the assistant was an orangu, but he didn't plan to be an orangu. He has orangulized, but it just happened. Verse 4, Then Jeremiah called Baruch, the son of Neriah, and Baruch wrote from the mouth of Jeremiah all the words of the Lord which he had spoken unto him upon a roll of a book. So you will find out that many people who God has given the message, they need somebody who is going to help them to put that book together and publish it. Are you there? Then Jeremiah, verse 5, commanded Baruch saying, I am shut up. He was in captivity at the time. I cannot go into the house of the Lord. Therefore, go thou and read the the book which thou hast written from my mouth. The words of the Lord in the ears of the people in the Lord's house upon the day, the fasting day. Are you here? Now, this scripture is giving us a picture of something that is what we are trying to do. Which is that the person who wrote the book cannot take it. Are you there? Why can he not take it? So much is going on. As we are speaking, he's ministering some way. Are you getting it? So when will he get to who? Yeah. After who? When will he get to Denu? When will he get to Abraham? And by the way, as you are standing around waiting for him, somebody is also waiting in Elubo. And while he's in Elubo, somebody is in Hamili. While he's in Hamili, somebody is in Boku. The books are needed everywhere. And so, Jeremiah told Baruch, I am not able to go. You take the book and go and read it to them. You take the book and go and read it to them. The books ministers, that's who we are. We are taking the books and we are going to read it to people. Hallelujah. Amen. We have been here. We have been here in Ho for about three or four days. And everything that we have shared has come from a book. Are you there? Sometimes combinations of books. Sharing something. This morning I had a very small meeting with just a few pastors. 
and I was sharing something. I said, oh, we are not a lot. I just want to share something so you understand what you're going to do. When I finished, they said, oh, you can't finish. You can't finish now. Add, add, add one more message. Add one more. Yes, we know that time. Add one more. Because of me, no. Because of what I was sharing. What was I sharing? Hey, you have become very quiet. <laughs> yeah. So if you see me here today, I have come today to ask you that if God touches your heart with it, decide that me too, I'm going to be a books minister. And just like how you don't have to wait until you finish school to be a pastor of a church. You don't have to wait to finish school to be a books minister. Yeah. You just work it around what you are doing. Hallelujah. Hey. The church has become quiet again. It's a, it's a good quietness. It's good. I hope it means you are thinking. Yeah. I hope it means you are thinking. God has need of you. So, in this um, this scripture in Jeremiah, you see that Baruch was able to take the message. When he took the message to the people, those who heard him, they listened. They said, hey, we have to take the message to the king. They took it to the king and the king bent the books. When he bent the books, <laughs> he wanted to arrest Jeremiah, but he didn't get him. I thought God would say, oh, you have done your part. Do you know what the Lord told him? Write another one. Write another one. Write another one. What am I saying to you? The thing must be important. Or you don't get it. Otherwise, ah, I've said it, I've gone, I've read it, they didn't want, it's over. He said, write another one. Write another one. Send it again. As for the books, we shall send them and send them and send them and send them. Hallelujah. Wow. I... I am praying that the Lord is stirring your heart within you. Hallelujah. Revelations chapter 1 and verse 11. I am the Alpha and the Omega. The first and the last. And, he, and then he says, What thou seest, write in a book and send it to the seven churches which are in Asia. Can you see it? Yeah. In fact, I should say that even when you are somebody who says, I'm going on missions, the books have to go with you. Otherwise, I don't know what you are doing. What are you going to preach when you get there? Take the books and send them. When you send a book, you are influencing somebody to do something. You are helping somebody to do something. And your fruit is a lot. How do you know that your fruit is a lot? When I take one book and I place that book in the hands of a pastor... So let's say I've taken just out of leadership. And I'm able to get this pastor to take this book. I have affected not only the pastor, but everybody who is in the ministry under him. All his fruit 
I have a portion. Yeah. All his fruit. Why? Because I brought him a book that he needed. And I can give you testimony after testimony. We went to a small town in the northern part of Ghana. To a town called Bali. And while we were there, we met a young man who like you had finished school. Oh well, you haven't finished yet. But just as you're going to finish, he finished and he went to do his national service. And while he was doing his national service, he felt that the Lord was leading him to start a branch of his church. He was not a lighthouse pastor. And he said he was ready to start the church. He wrote to his pastor, called his senior pastor, can I start the church? Which pastor will say no? The pastor said, of course. Start. He said, I had only one problem. The problem was that he didn't know what to do. But we had a missionary in that town who took a small book called How to Start a Church. How to Start a Church. And this guy was his friend. And he took the book and he placed it in his hands. And the guy said, when I read it, it answered my every question. At the time when we were speaking to him, which was like about a year or two years or so, had passed. About two years had passed. He had four churches in that area. Yeah. yeah. An area covered by Islam. He had four churches there. How? Why? Somebody cared enough to take a small book, a parchment, called How to Start a Church, and just put it in his hand. Because of that, fruit, fruit. Are you in the house? Are you thinking? Are you understanding something? Yeah. The power that is in a book. And you see, as of the book, you can read it back and forth, back and forth. As you are holding the art of leadership, you can open anywhere and be reading. If you were to ask you questions, they'll be insulting you. Hey! Right now, if you fall asleep, I'll pour water on you. But when you are reading the book and you sleep, you sleep small and you wake up. It doesn't pour water on you. It just waits for you. Put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. Wow. Amen. So who are the books ministers? A books minister is the same as an ambassador. Who is an ambassador? An ambassador is somebody who represents a king. In the court of another king. You are representing a king. In the court of another king. So as we came. We were representing the king who sent us. In the house of another king. Are you getting it? Uh And when you remember that. You see when you are an ambassador. You must know your stuff. Hey. Are you in the house? You cannot be the U.S. ambassador and then when you are summoned by the president of the land, say, what did uh, your pastor, uh, your, your um, president, what did he mean when he said one, two, three, four? You cannot say, I don't know. Hey! hey. Uh, 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 please, let me go back. You must be, you must be what? Joking. There's a game in your eye. Hey! Hey! Something. You better know what you will say. Let's be serious. So I am not asking for wayside sellers. If I was looking for wayside sellers, I would not be here. No, 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 no. Oh, wayside sellers. We have a few friends like that. 
And they just call us, can you bring us a few of these copy and this? Uh, we just uh, send it. We don't go there and say nothing. Look, I have been talking since when? Wednesday. I'm tired. I think I should have just relaxed after I finished this morning. Gone to eat some lunch and stretched my legs. And relax. I can think of a lot of things I will be doing from the hours of 2 p.m. till I meet you tomorrow morning. But I'm standing here sweating in your heat. Yeah. Why? Because I need books ministers. Amen. People who are ready to say that even at this tender age while I am in school, I'm going to start to study this material. I'm going to read it because for us, these books are life. That's why I can pass here, pass here, pass here, pass here, pass here. Are you there? Yeah. You can't be there and say that, oh, uh, I will check and see if a book uh, will address what you are saying. Check what? You are like a doctor. When you arrive at the place, you better know the cure. How would you feel when you finish talking to the doctor? He says, "Um, (laughs) How do you feel when the doctor says, "Um, Perchance, I think um, it may be, looks like maybe, you are suffering from cocoa, but the cocoa is also is looking like some is it diarrhea that's doing you or uh, maybe some anemia. I don't know if you have diabetes or it is hepatitis as well. <laughs> he has become a fetish priest. <laughs> you see these people who take one tablet and tell you that this one tablet it is against infertility <laughs> it's against piles <laughs> it cures epilepsy <laughs> hey! I'm looking for people who are saying I want to be a books minister qualifications to become a books minister number one hmm. number one Love God. Number two, love his minister. If you don't love Bishop Dag, you cannot sell his books. You must love him. How are you going to do that from home? Listen to the podcast. Listen to the words. Read the books. Are you there? Yeah. Because as you are sitting in home, you cannot be seeing him tomorrow. Isn't it? But as you are fellowshipping with the words that the person speaks, you begin to develop a respect and a love and a liking for the person. Because you've got to like him. If I didn't like him, I don't think I'll be standing here at this time. And I said, oh, government job, look, we work from 8 to 5. As close. And we don't work on Saturday. And as we have come, eh, what? No. You must love the person as your man of God. Amen? You must love him as your man of God. Number three. You must be ready to work. Books don't work. Books don't work. They travel in the hands of men. They don't work. If you put a box of books 
under your bed, they will stay there till you vacate. Hey! Till you close, ask your neighbor what's under your bed right now. Hallelujah. Now, there's one main thing that I need you to see. Books have got something that, are, that we call seals. Let's read the scripture. Revelation chapter 5. Those of you who are feeling sleepy, I will release you in 30 minutes. Revelation chapter 5. I'm reading from verse 1. And I saw in the right hand of him that sat on the throne a book written within and on the back side sealed with seven seals. And I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice who is worthy to open the book and to loose the seals thereof. And no man in heaven nor in earth neither under the earth was able to open the book neither to look thereon. And I wept much because no man was found worthy to open and to read the book neither to look thereon. Are you here? You see, the man said the book had seven seals. The book was closed. Have you not opened a book and read it from page one to the end and when you finish, you didn't understand anything? That's a book with a seal. Uh Because of the seal, no one says yet. So you have read, you speak the language. It was written in a language you understand. But you have not seen top. The book is sealed. Are you seeing it? The interesting thing about this scripture is that John said, I wept. He wept because of the book that was sealed and that nobody was worthy to open. Jesus Christ was hanging on the cross. John was standing there. When Jesus said, receive my mother, the Bible didn't tell us that John wept. At the cross, he didn't weep. But when he came across a certain book, and the book was sealed and he couldn't open, he himself said, I wept. Tonight when you go, go and read this chapter and the next chapter, you understand why he cried. Because when the books were finally opened, there were very vital revelations he had to have. Things he needed to know. So when he started crying, then later he was told, somebody is coming, the lamb is coming, he will open the books. And for every seal that was broken, John had a major revelation. Major revelation. (laughs) Hallelujah. And so each seal was something that needed to be broken. When the seal was broken, then he will have a revelation. And those revelations are in chapter 6. Amen. But what am I saying to you? The books have seals. Every book has a seal. If your heart is not where it must be, you will not be able to break the seal on the books. And some of you, that's why you don't like our father's books. When you read it, you say that, ah. Then a woman. What's inside? Some of you who are elders, you just take the book and you open the book and you start reading. Point one. Point two. Point three. Point four. Do you know why you are preaching like that? You haven't broken the seal. You haven't broken the seal. So it's not talking to you. 
But when you break the seal, when you break the seal, last month we were preaching from what book? In the, what? That was at what level? Branch or what? At my center, I see. And center was what? Oh, your gathering was what? Gathering service was what? What? Ah, for all. Steps anointing, I see. I was talking to one young man. And I asked him, Where have you reached? Charlie, when the guy opened the thing, the one point he was on it for three weeks. Yeah, that means you've broken the seal. So the point that somebody is reading, point one, point two, point three, as he broke first one, Charlie, three weeks he had been preaching on it. Hey, ask your neighbor, you that you are there. Yay! Yay! Hey! But I want to say something to you that from tonight, if you begin to purpose and say that I am going to respect these books, I'm going to love the writer of these books, I'm going to fellowship with him and listen to the seal will break. And when you open the book to read it, you will see other revelations inside that revelation. Hallelujah. It will no longer be difficult for you to preach from the books. Anywhere they open, you can flow from it. Wow. Is it a good word? Yeah. Hallelujah. So you need to understand the books. You need to, to fellowship with the books. Can you finish all? No, you cannot. Even we who are living from the books, we have not finished. Reverend Epic, are you finished? Reverend Michael, have you finished? Seth, where are you? Have you finished reading? You haven't finished. Uh, you are still on it. Yeah. And I believe that we'll be on the books for life. But at least we have begun to break the seals. Are you there? And you must begin to break the seals. Tonight, I want you to just pray for yourself for a few minutes. I'm not going to ask you to come forward. If when you are done, you begin to say that something is stirring up within me. Then at the end of this session, I want you to come and have a talk with Reverend Eric or Reverend Michael. Bow down your head where you are and just begin to pray. Just begin to pray. And ask the Lord, the Lord, am I one of those that you have called into this ministry? Are you one of those who is going to carry the words that are in this book? Across borders and across places. In the name of Jesus. Lift up your voice and pray.
and place your desire in our hearts in the name of Jesus. Manuze, 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 rande no mose katama. Mande no no mose na mama mama ni alaba. Manule ni ni. Stand to your feet as you pray. No no mose na alaba. Stand to your feet as you pray. Taya balaba. Mande ni 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 ni. Taya balaba. Allah taya ba. Allah taya ba. Mande la brama kamose ni ni ni. Yes, Lord, convict us, convict us, convict us, Lord. In the name of Jesus, Maluza katera mama maya ndala balaba, Raluza katere lebele maya ndala balaba maya ndele lebele antayaba, Randolo bose na maya ndala ba, Makalora mama mazita lebe, Eyalora mama malia ndele lebele antara balaba balaba, Mandolo ro ro bose lebe makaba maya ndele lebe. Aluza katene lebeda maya makatola rekadala ma halikadala masande lebeda kalura mama maya balaba in the name of Jesus malika deva sopadaba maya ndalaba maya ndalaba maya ndalaba haluta laba kalura mama maye heyatala mamose kanira maya lora hatele mele lukadora rama halina baba mazuta laba kulara mama lita ya raba mazike nira handele mele kandolo romose kenira maya ma halata ya ba malone lebele 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 Ronde ne lebe ataya ba maliya kandala balaba. Oh, convict us to carry your word to the nations in the name of Jesus. Place in us a desire, a desire, a burning desire, O God, to run after your word, O God, in the name of Jesus. Makole ne lebe ataya. Malara koya lere meisi kadera ma. Malora kadaba ma mayole rekera ma maya sanala. Haluri meisi kadera mele mele mele. Mantolo lo mozi ne 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 andalaba kalura mama maye ne 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 ata halara mama maye ne 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 ata atala baba mama mayo ne 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 bayalo marose ne ne ata la baba bayana la bala bala in the name of Jesus mantu ne 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 anda yes maya ne 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 keep praying. Keep praying, keep praying, keep praying. Mandolo no se que de nebe mayor amat. Atolo no mozita la mama maya nalama. Malono no mozita de nene ata. Mandira kadaba ya loro se de nebe ya nama ma. Talo pasolo no mose de nebe. Talo kadaba mama mayor de nebe se que de nebe. Antali ya nama maloso kade. Rana na bala bala ba maloza kada. Eyale, eyale, eyale. Antesele buke de verba mayandola. Ralaba ba mayandola de mere kadele de mayanda. Hatole de lebese de lebe amat. Halara mama maye 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 maye. Ah losa kora balaba. Halira mama mama mayone de lebe ata. Haruba de le mazira na balaba. Mandela lebe malero sura kaya balaba. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. A desire for you, God. A desire for your work, God. Convict us, God. In the name of Jesus. Macho, Nelebe, Kabaya, Lord, Son. 
Randela mama mama Jodi Lelebea Irrespective of where we find ourselves to God Oh, may we do your word In the name of Jesus Makoshe Lelebea In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Tonight you just want to lift up your two hands before them. Ask the Lord to anoint you tonight. I believe that tonight the Lord is just picking out some people. Choosing you. Choosing you. Choosing you to be a sender of the words that he has given to his servants. And as you stand with your hands lifted up, may the Spirit of God begin to brood and to minister. May he begin to brood and minister. May he begin to brood and minister. A bit softer, please. Let him begin to brood and minister to you right now. Let him begin to stare within you, even now. Staring right in your spirit. Staring right in your tummy. You just want to receive that touch now. And you want to thank him for touching you. Receive him now. Receive that confirmation right now in the name of Jesus. Receive that confirmation now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that you are staring us and picking us out. Thank you. Receive a touch from the Spirit of God tonight. Receive a touch from the Spirit of God tonight. Receive a touch from the Spirit of God tonight. Somebody tonight is convicting you of the need to read. You've always been there saying, I don't need it. But tonight he's convicting you right in your spirit. He's changing something. He's changing the way you think about it. He's changing your mind. You are blessed to be changed. Receive his touch now. Receive his touch now.
Receive his touch now. Receive his touch now in the name of Jesus. in the name of Jesus. Something is stirring within you and you know that the Lord is saying something to you. That's the voice of the Holy Spirit. Thank you. Thank you for picking them out. Thank you for picking them out tonight. Thank you that lives are changing tonight. That minds have been changed tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Tonight before I take my seat, you are standing and you can feel that something is staring within you. I want you to step out of where you are. You feel that God may be talking to you about doing something, becoming a books minister eventually. You don't know how. You don't know how it's going to work, but you're saying something is staring within me. I want to be serious about this. There are not so many of you, just a few. But step out tonight. Step out tonight. You're standing, you're saying, is it, is it not, is it my mind? That's not how your mind works. Just know. Just stand before. God bless you. God bless you. It's just saying, something is staring within me. Lord, I, I don't even know how I'm going to do it, but something is staring within me. Something is staring within me. Something is staring within me. Father, thank you for calling these ones out. Marking these ones out. Lord, confirm that conviction within them, oh God. Some don't even know where they are going to start, Lord. But tonight you are changing some destinies. You're changing some destinies because of what's happening here tonight. I pray, oh God, that you confirm it. Confirm it with your signs and with your wonders. Confirm it with your conviction. Confirm it, oh God. Confirm it. Brother, play for me, destiny changer, miracle worker. Can you play play for me? Father, work a miracle in these ones. Before they came, Lord, they didn't know anything about books. But as they're standing here tonight, Lord, work a miracle of God. Change some destinies, Lord. Let them be, let them be senders of the word. In the name of Jesus, whatever they don't have, Lord, give it to them, Lord. Whatever they need, Lord, make it possible. Oh, Come and change my destiny, destiny today. Come and change my destiny. Sing it to the Lord tonight. You are the destiny change. Your destiny is changing tonight. The Lord is shifting something in you tonight. My destiny. Today, come and change my destiny, 
and then we'll be out of here. God bless you. Hallelujah. Is this your best ever hand clap you can give unto the Lord? Give the Lord a hand clap and a shout of praise. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Are you blessed you came for the books camp? Is our church not a powerful church? That there is a camp for books. It's too powerful. Some time ago, you thought when we say camps, you are coming to recruit missionaries. But now when we say camps, you can become a books minister. And it's powerful. Put your hands together for Lady Reverend Dr. Joy Bruce for the powerful message. Amen. Well, mommy is a very kind-hearted person. Amen. I don't know if you can already feel it. Tell people you can talk to be closing 10 p.m. You see, you are ashamed. You see, you see, you see, you see, you see. You see, mommy, I swear to you. <laughs> this even shows that mommy is a very kind-hearted person. Amen. And she is a mother. Are you getting it? And so mommy is trying to make way so that a student like you, you can be an owner of Macarius. Oh, put your hands together. An owner of Macarius. Yeah. Amen. And so mommy is trying to make a way. Are you getting it? Because if we really want to go the strict way, you cannot get the Macarius. Uh-huh. I like the way you said that. I said you cannot get the Macarius. <laughs> and so mommy's plan for you is that the Macarius is 600 Ghana cities. Are you getting it? And even with the 600, we take cash down with with other pastors and I mean we are not we don't joke with our work at all. Are you getting it? But for you, she loves you so much. And she wants to make way for you. And so mommy has brought the Macarius down to five hundred Ghana cities. You are not clapping. And she has brought the failure down to four hundred Ghana cities. Give her a shout. Sit down. <laughs> Sit down. Remember that Macarius 40 was 400. 400 for 40 books. Macarius 60 for 400. It means mommy has dashed you 20 books for free. Aha. Uh-huh. So if you are here and you don't get a Macarius, then something is wrong with you. There is hockey in your eyes. So listen. If you are here and you are interested and you must be interested because if you don't get a Macarius, you, you won't get a beloved. Uh, uh, listen. <laughs> I was joking. I'm a man of God. I reversed my word. By the time you see, you know, the prophecy has come to pass that those who got Macarius got beloved. So I have redrawn that word. But please be careful. If not, it can follow you. Mercy. So listen. With the 400 Ghana cities, I mean, um, Mommy wants to bless you. So, you, first of all, you have to write down your name with your chief elders. I get that step one. Step number two. Show commitment. These days when you are proposing to a girl, you, you put ring. That you are very serious. Our time, we are not using ring. Your time, you use ring. So, now, Mommy, now small proposal, no ring. It's like, no, now the proposal. <laughs> so, listen. The way you propose and put rain, 
When you write your name that you are interested in the Macarius, you must put money. Are you getting it? Uh-huh. And so, we really want you to show commitment by paying 200 Ghana cities as your commitment. How many of you will do 200? As soon as you write no, it means the following day are bringing the 200. Okay. But some people already, the semester has become some way. Do you see? Uh-huh. But, so you people will pay 100 Ghana as your commitment fee. Are you listening? It doesn't mean you have received the Macario, so stop jubilating. That is commitment. <laughs> then, when you pay your 100 and your 200 Ghana cities, then chief will communicate to us that 28, no, I feel 49 people. 49 people, are you listening? 49 people, why won't you make it 50? 50 people are interested in the Macarius. 70 people are interested in the Macarius. Out of the 70, 40 have done 200. The rest have done 100. Are you getting it? Beautiful. When we get that list, we'll be preparing Macarius for 70 people to put on Metro bus to hold so they can collect. Now, the next thing is that after I've done, that is commitment. By that, you have registered your name at Kumasi that you need Macarius. Then we will give you maximum two months. Get us a maximum. We are not joking. Stop clapping. Him. We are very serious people. Maximum is two months. So when we supply, we are in what? March. It means April, May. Before you, when, when are you going home? Eh? June. Very good. May. Middle of May, 13, 14, 15. By May, you should finish paying your 400. Are you listening to me? It is when you finish paying your 400 that you will dispatch your Macarius. Because you don't want a situation whereby because of Macarius, stop church, you have stopped school, and we don't like such things. <laughs> no, we have gone to, I mean, are you listening to me? And so tomorrow, when we come for the gathering service, which will be one of the best services you will experience in your life, in that meeting, we want to know how many people are interested in the Macarius by name and commitment fee of 100 or 200? Then mommy will decide. Are you getting it? So if your name is not part of the list by tomorrow, you are a joker. Are you listening to me? Thank you very much. Mommy, we want to do books promotion tomorrow. Okay. Mommy wants to do a fantastic book promotion tomorrow. And so tomorrow is come to service, go home with one book. Aha. Come to seven. Tomorrow is come to service. Go home with one book. How many of you love daddy? You love daddy. That if daddy brings offering basket and says, I want 20 Ghana cities from you, come and put it inside. Beautiful. We are going to show our love towards daddy and his ministry by purchasing the book. Are you getting it? Like how you go to wedding, go and buy balloon. Then you put money in. Are you getting it? So you already have demons and how to deal with them. But you come and buy it and go and bless somebody with it. So tomorrow you will not come into the service and go without a book. And so tomorrow come with 20 Ghana cities, 10 Ghana cities, 5 Ghana cities, and acquire a book. Are you listening? Then we will lift up our books like this. I will take a photograph, send it to daddy, 
The whole people are doing wonders. They are showing love for your ministry. Give them a shout. So go get 20, 120 cities, 10 cities, 5 cities. Because the 5 cities must have finished. So I mean, can we 10 cities? And 20, no, let's be serious. I mean, I'm not promising. Yes. 10 cities, 20 cities, and come and buy a book tomorrow. Is that fantastic? Now, as we are closing, the 400 package, is that, are you listening? It's mommy to children. Mommy's children are first lovers. They are not ages here. Do you understand it? Uh-huh. So don't go and tell other people that, hey, Botolu has come. Uh, don't do that. It is only in-house. Are you listening? Don't go even tell Anakazo people. They are our cousins. I mean, this is <laughs> in-house. So don't go, uh, don't go and collect somebody's, that one to is a sin. Only in-house. Will you do that? Welcome to Vincent tonight. Oh, put your hands together for Jesus. Wow. Say wow. Isn't it a blessing? Wow. Then put your hands together for mommy once again. For such a blessing. And I want us to put our hands together for our father, Bishop Dagewood Mills. I mean, for establishing the book ministry that today will also be a part of this ministry. Hallelujah. Wow. Daddy, wherever you are, we say we love you. And we are going to do as you said. In Jesus' name. Amen. Wow. I mean... Right. I mean, Bible says in Matthew chapter 2, verse 11, that, I mean, when Jesus was born, there were some people who came to visit him. They didn't come to see Jesus with an empty hand. Amen. They came with a blessing. They came with gifts. And tonight, I believe someone came here with an offering to bless the name of the Lord. So, put, put your hands in your pocket, in your wallet, your wig, socks. I mean, you know where you keep your monies. Pick an offering and let's bless the name of the Lord. Ashes. Thank you for listening to Lady Reverend Dr. Joy Bruce. We believe you have had an encounter that will change your life. Keep listening to messages by Lady Reverend Dr. Joy Bruce of the First Love Church Ehudiasi. For more information, live video messages and updates, please visit our Facebook page, Dr. Joy Bruce. God bless you.